Ebenezer Scrooge, awake! I am the ghost of the Mercedes-Benz winter event. Your time is running out. Come, I must show you the sleek CLA. Nice, said Scrooge. But I am kind of a Scrooge. No worries. The CLA offers true Mercedes performance at a surprising price. Or check out the GLC, an SUV with the full complement of technology and performance. Give your year the happy ending it deserves at the Mercedes-Benz winter event. Now at your Mercedes-Benz dealer. Mercedes-Benz. The best or nothing. Blog Talk Radio. With this ceremony called the cremation of care that uh, begins the, uh, the uh, two-week encampment where the body of dull care symbolizing woes and concerns is burned on an altar in front of a big owl statue. When that ceremony ends, they all start to cheer and yell. Episode 7 of Dark Doc Digest with your host, Christian Hawkins. Today is December 9th, 2018. We would like to share a prayer for all of you who are fighting for free humanity. The Truth Radio brought to you by EternalAffairsMedia.com. Welcome to Dark Doc's. Digest Episode 7. I'm your host, Christian Coffins. Last week, we started our first part of our two-part analysis of House of Cards, Chapter 60, which is a parallel or a, a mocking of the Bohemian Grove's cremation of care, where they have a lesion fields and they have a cremation of common woe instead of dull care. It's very on the nose. Here's a recap of their mocking of the cremation of care ceremony. Grow of Elysium, we honor thee! We honor thee! We honor thee! We honor thee! No mortal flame can destroy common woe. Just one fire can conquer. Fire that burns in the fields of Elysium. Hail, brothers! Many brothers! Brothers many, make brothers one. Hail, fellowship! Hail, crow in its verdict kingdom. Come and woe be done. Hail, brothers! Come and woe be done! And again, just to compare, here's a clip from the original Bohemian Grove shot by Alex Jones from his documentary Dark Secrets Inside Bohemian Grove. The power of your fellowship, no care is blamed. Our Bohemia, we beseech thee, grant us thy counsel. Be gone, no care. Fire shall have its will of thee. And all the winds make merry with thy dust. Hail, fellowship's eternal flame. Once again, midsummer sets us free. So, as you can tell, there's a lot of parallels. It's There's no mistaking this is exactly what they're talking about. This is exactly what they're referencing. And I also want you to remember, if you were listening to last week's episode, 
that I mentioned Kevin Spacey's character picking up a piece of burnt newspaper that flew through the air when the cremation of care or the the cremation of of woe, as it were, uh, was was going off. He he picked it up and he put it in his pocket as a trinket that's going to come up later. Also, moving forward, keep an ear out for the wording that is chosen for this script. They, they, they have all sorts of plays on words that kind of allude or suggest to things. I've already noticed several references to balls uh, or, or bull's balls. That's going to come up again. And also selling yourself or uh, they're going to talk about selling a child, which he's actually referring to himself. But it's interesting how, where did that come from? That that could be taken kind of uh, in an interesting light, given the facts of our history with the Franklin cover-up, Boys Town, Nebraska, Midnight Call Boys coming to the White House under the Bush-Reagan administration, and all of the underage prostitution that has been going on, that continues to go on. That's what Pizzagate is actually, all Pedogate. Uh, it's international. You have the Clinton Foundation being called out by the Haitian government, by the Haitian president for trafficking of children from Haiti during their crisis and exploiting their people and the disasters. But that's not what's driving them. And I just find it so frustrating when human life is treated with such disregard. So that's not even in reference to the Bohemian Grove or Elysian Fields. That is the... I actually made a mistake in the last episode where I say it was the First Lady. She is going to be the First Lady after this. It's kind of a weird thing where for this two weeks she is the standing president because no standing president can be a member or a guest even of the Bohemian Grove. You have to be a past president or a future president potentially, but anybody that's actually holding the office, they got a rule, they can't come. And um, some people allege that some standing presidents have gone to the Grove in secret, especially during the Manhattan Project scheming, which they're going to discuss further as well. Um, They mentioned it in the last episode. But um, she is actually the standing president right now, which makes Kevin Spacey's character the vice president, which technically is allowed to come to the Grove. And so while he's at the Grove, you know, pissing on trees, she's dealing with the Chinese government. And there is a ship at sea with a payload and an American hostage. And that's what she was referring to. So, But again, interesting... Uh, talking about disregarding human life. That's that's what this is all about. We're sorry, but the... The proverbial walk in the woods is not for me. Navel-gazing on some forest path, contemplating mortality, immortality. No. History is earned. You win the day, and then you win the day after, and you do the same thing every day until you're dead. And you're remembered not for the winning, but because you never lost. At this point, Kevin Spacey's character really reminds me of a presidential younger George W. Bush. Some argue he was never presidential, but I would have to agree with him. But it's interesting how the writers of this series paint this character as, I'm never going to lose, I'm not going to lose. You'll hear 
a lot if you listen to clips of interviews from George W. Bush when he was campaigning against John Kerry, where he was just cold-faced, I'm not going to lose. That sort of hubris and that arrogance resonates. Also note, if you weren't already aware, that George W. Bush and John Kerry are both members of Skull and Bones, the secret society at Yale University, which is a sort of precursor or a level below the Bohemian Grove and that higher occult society, which George Herbert Walker Bush and George W. Bush eventually become a part of and conduct the lakeside chats in front of the audience, the altar, and the owl. Now... Doug? Doug, can you hear me? I need some leverage out here right now. What's going on? Conway is finished. If they win, Brockhead will do all the heavy lifting. He'll essentially be the president. We should use the outbound. Listen, Brockhart is tough's pick. I need to find a way to force that old man to support me. Sir? Do you hear me? Mr. President. I need to find a way to stop that. An executive order. What else? The music chiming in, the House of Cards kind of ominous theme music is very significant here. The vice president at the moment just fell down in, in a puddle. His phone fell down and he kind of has this epiphany. He's being a weaving spider. He's being a buzzing bee. But he realizes in this moment, maybe a little bit of restraint might be unexpected. It might be beneficial, which is pretty much playing into don't be a weaving spider. Don't be a journo. Don't try to make things happen. Don't be a mover and shaker. So let's see where this leads us. A little restraint would be unexpected. Mr. President. Doug! Sir? Don't do anything. I don't understand. Don't do anything until you hear from me. Sir, what about the polyop deal? Do you hear me? Don't do anything. Mr. President, I... Have you tried calling him back? There's no answer. What should we do? Nothing. That's what the president said, so that's what we'll do. Should we have his team pull him out? No, we wait. Ma'am, if we don't handle this rescue correctly... Doug. Let me find a way to get the president on the phone with Petrov. No, Francis doesn't need this distraction. I disagree. I know you do. Oh, you just got told, son. They say we're only remembered for three generations. What would one have to do not to be forgotten? So this is that young gentleman that is at the Grove and he's kind of a up-and-comer and he has this new tech that he's about to unleash on all these old fogies. Young Benjamin here knows what's coming. Who cares if he's never heard of Johnny Carson? <laughs> Poor old Tusk. He wears that game face, but he doesn't fool me. Future terrifies him because he knows it's short. 
For the record, I have heard of Johnny Carson. Ah, he tucked my parents into bed every night. <laughs> I've been given special permission to show you what we've been working on. Something about the way this guy talks really reminds me of those creepy little babies ice cream commercials. It's this kind of like soft-spoken thing. What do you think? There's good reason for my glistening skin and how I shine and how my pores are so clean and clear. I eat little baby's ice cream. It keeps me young. It keeps me light on my feet. I spring from activity to activity. I love my job. I love my life. When you eat little baby's ice cream, you'll wink and nod and hug and high-five each other with great enthusiasm. This is a special time. Little baby's ice cream. Ice cream is a feeling. That thing just creeps me the fuck out every time I hear it. Moving on. Imagine the possibility of your brain, your consciousness, stored digitally in real time. I mean, what is immortality? In time, even Grant's vision will get old. It will happen, as it does for all of us. Now, this is still in the early stages, but we've been collecting and storing Raymond's memories, thoughts, quirks, and tics. This is a mock-up, but eventually... This Raymond will feel as real as the one standing before you. So now we're getting into this quote-unquote AI artificial intelligence, which is a total scam. There's nothing artificial intelligence about any of this. It's simply a bunch of if-then protocols and programming. Very complex, I'll give you. But Google and Amazon, they all are trying to say, even Windows is trying to say that they have this AI and it's going to be as good as a real person. We're going to have robot journalists and robot teleprompter readers. And, you know, so this is playing into all of that technocratic society bullshit. I like dirt and rocks and facts. No argument here. I trust only what I can hold in my hand or see on my horizon. Well, but you can't just sit back and admire the view. I've learned you've got to grab the present by the balls. That's where the American people live. The American people live in the balls. You sound more like a salesman than a president, Mr. President. Well, if we're Americans, then we are salesmen, right? That's our birthright. Cars and phones and a gallon of gas. It's not how I see America. I'm a patriot. I serve. Well, and we salute you, General, but you serve to what purpose? So the rest of America can sell. I mean, you and I, right now, this weekend, we're here at this camp selling ourselves. Selling yourselves at Elysian Fields. Selling yourself at the Bohemian Grove. Selling your soul. Selling your body. Character speaks for itself. 
People want a president they can trust. No, they don't. They want a president they know. And I know them. The only future I'm interested in is the next four years. So, yes, I'm selling tomorrow and the day after that and the day after that. I'm selling a boy who used to live on a peach farm who now lives in the White House. He's selling a boy who used to live on a peach farm and now lives in the White House. I'm selling a tomorrow that you can see and touch and feel. It's a feeling. You take that away and I don't know what this country has left. Except a group of grown men standing around in a circle all staring at a small screen. A black mirror. Looking in instead of looking out. Heck, give me a peck of dirt any day of the week. Here, here. Do a peck of dirt. I will drink to that, but I will also drink to the general. A good servant. So there's a lot of fun stuff in that little bit. And of course, I feel the need to reiterate, of course, I know they're not actually talking about selling children, selling themselves. In the context of the script of the TV show, this is Orwellian doublespeak. You have to read between the lines in order to see the hidden meaning or several meanings of anything that is being said. And of all the ways of wording these things, they chose these specific phrases, these specific ways of saying these specific things. Do you remember when we first met? You almost joined my second campaign. We sat down at that little greasy spoon in Gaffney. Yeah, if you'd signed me on, you would have won by a landslide. I won anyway, because I never lose. Again, with the hubris, very similar to George W. Bush. Leaving, Mr. President? You can put that in the car, thank you. Are you all right? Better now. Are you drunk? You want to pull? No. I hate this place. These men... Of course, you can't see it because this is a podcast, but uh, they actually had a pretty good attention to detail as Kevin Spacey's character is leaving the Elysian Fields. They have these banners hanging from the redwood trees of a crow in a circle, which is very similar to the Bohemian Grove's owl in a circle banners that they have throughout the encampment and he's going to a vehicle with the a very similar logo to the bohemian grove owl uh logo on the side of, of the vehicle just like they have at the encampment deal with tusk is a mistake do you know <laughs> raymond wants to be frozen put on ice This might be a little bit of a stretch, but the way I kind of see this whole thing with this young man and his tech that he's bringing to the grove and the elder men kind of interested in him and and willing to, to take him under their wings, and then they end up just shitting all over his idea and leaving him out here in the rain, drunk, 
and he hates this place so much, and it, it seems like he's leaving something out, and I believe it might be alluding to some sort of physical or mental abuse. I have to get going. Will Conway is my friend, but this won't end well for him if he wins. You take care of yourself, Ben. They have a recording of him. I'll be right there in a minute. You have to promise me Will Conway never finds out this came from me. So he hands him a thumb drive, which has the following clip on it. We know I'm going to be the president. I hope so, sir. You hope so. I just mean I'm pulling for you, sir. I'm going to be the president. You're going to flip me those motherfucking controls. Sir. I think this must have been recorded by the pilot. We should go to MSNBC and CNN first. We can go wide. No, let's wait. So again, he's acting with a little bit more restraint than he usually would. He's usually a lot more boorish uh, with his actions. And now he has gained some sort of wisdom from these occult practices. And he's no longer being a buzzing bee. Meanwhile... This whole Russian-Chinese thing is starting to heat up. Stories are still swirling around the events leading up to a daring Chinese-led rescue of the crew of a Russian research ship, stuck in ice for almost four days off the coast of the Antarctic Peninsula. Although the ship was lost, every crew member was saved. Russian President Viktor Petrov expressed his gratitude to the Chinese government this morning. Exhaustion must be catching up with the candidates as President Underwood and his running mate took the weekend off. General Brockhart was nowhere to be seen, while only Governor Conway made a pair of hey. quick appearances in the Cleveland area. Tap water is going to kill you. <laughs> there are worse ways to go. It's that damn fluoride. It's, it's going to kill you. You should really get a filter for that. I have a confession. What did you do? I've had somebody watch you sometimes when you go to New York. So this is the president talking to the man who was her staff writer that she is now having an open affair with that Frank Underwood knows about. If you aren't familiar with this kind of alternative lifestyle, it's called cuckolding. Her name's Karen. Who is she? I don't know. You get to ask that. So now he's having an affair with another woman. And then in the next episode, it is revealed that Frank Underwood, Kevin Spacey's character, is actually going to start having a relationship, a homosexual relationship with a man he's working with. Also, again, keep in mind, as we mentioned in the last episode, that in real life, Kevin Spacey had confirmed allegations of underage homosexual dealings with a young boy at a party, which came out during the whole Me Too movement, which resulted in Kevin Spacey no longer being on House of Cards. And now they're moving forward with his wife being the president. What exactly was on that boat, Jane? The Chinese and the Russians had access to technology they shouldn't have and didn't want to lose. And now they've lost it. What aren't you telling me? 
What did you want out of all of this? I told you what I wanted. I wanted that American off the boat. He was the technology. So now we're talking about the Chinese and the Russians having some sort of biological agent inside of an American as a payload of some sort, which, of course, the Bohemian Grove member Henry Kissinger, who is a big player in the American political landscape, said in his National Security Study Memorandum 200 from 1979 that we are going to be using war, famine, and poison in order to depopulate the third world for national security, which ushered in the AIDS epidemic and Henry Kissinger, David Rockefeller, among others of these elites. It is believed that they had an antidote or some sort of cure for AIDS, which allowed them to engage in the act of bug chasing, where they would have intercourse with people and spread diseases or contract diseases, and then be able to cure themselves, which kind of gave them a rush, uh, a brush with death, a feeling of power that they are able to control these things without anyone knowing. This next clip is a little bit of the Zoe Barnes storyline, which was a journalist which was about to blow all kinds of corruption going on with this administration or before that when they were still running for office with all kinds of corruption involved with their campaign and business dealings and they killed this young woman by pushing her in front of a train and now this journalist for some big newspaper got a video clip of what looks like her death and this, again, is very close to the Clinton murders. All you have to do is Google that, and there's dozens of people that have mysterious deaths that were investigating the Clintons over the years. And the timestamp says November 3rd, 2013, 13 p.m. Hold on a second. You all right? Okay, so this is two days before she died. The governor sounds unhinged. It bothers me, though. It came too easy, don't you think? Yes, but if we use it, we'll win. I don't know, Claire. You know these types of people. You should have been there. Why would they hand me? He just handed me this. Why? When they've never wanted me, not from the beginning, no matter what I do. Fuck them. I intend to. Are we not doing phrasing anymore? Also, a tie to the Clintons and how Bill Clinton is kind of an outsider of this whole neoconservative, bohemian grove, occult kind of thing. There's even a clip of Bill Clinton saying to a protester who is asking about if he's ever been to the grove, and he just gets really flustered. I'll tell you a couple of stories about fraud. The Bohemian Club. Did you say the Bohemian Club? That's where all those rich Republicans go up and stand naked against redwood trees, right? <laughs> I've never been to the Bohemian Club, but you ought to go. It'd be good for you. Get some fresh air. At this point, three security guards grab this young man by the arm and escort him off the premises for simply talking about the Bohemian Club. Fuck him. I intend to. And how do you intend to do that? 
I'm going back to work. Those weekends can uh, take some recovery time. <laughs> Nothing like all that underage sex and drugs, am I right? Sorry. The plan is to go after the governor first. And when the general comes to his defense, we use his hot mic comments to take him down, too. Congratulations, sir. I wanted to be the first to say it. We still have to campaign. Yeah. But you're going to win. We are, Doug. We are. At this point, Frank Underwood takes the little piece of newspaper that he got from Common Woe's body at the Grove. and sets it on fire as a sort of small personal cremation of care. Common woe be done. Be gone, dull care. Let fire consume thee. Thank you so much for tuning in to this installment of Dark Doc's Digest, the second part of our... House of Cards, Field of Elysium analysis. I hope this was informative. I hope you learned a couple of things. Uh, if you caught anything that I didn't, please send an email to info at darkdocs.com. That's D-A-R-K-D-O-X.com. Next week, we are going to be talking about our new documentary film coming out on DVD for Christmas which will include our trip to the Bohemian Grove, Boys Town, Nebraska, and the Denver Airport. Beware. Take care. Your financial support for this broadcast is crucial to keep bringing you these valuable broadcasts. The Truth Radio brought to you by EternalAffairsMedia.com. We hope the information you received was beneficial to your quest for truth and justice. Please visit us online at darkdocs.com to download shows, movies, other podcasts, CDS documents, music, and much more for free. No advertisements, no sign-ups, no terms of use, no censorship, no control. This is information warfare. This is the end of the transmission. How do you feel about your office? Is it just a space for employees to work, or is it a space where your employees do their best work? From new HQs to satellite offices, with WeWork, you can find a space that works for you. Visit we.co slash space matters to learn more. Ebenezer Scrooge, awake. I am the ghost of the Mercedes-Benz winter event. Your time is running out. Come, I must show you the sleek CLA. Nice, said Scrooge. But I am kind of a Scrooge. No worries. The CLA offers true Mercedes performance at a surprising price. Or check out the GLC, an SUV with the full complement of technology and performance. Give your year the happy ending it deserves at the Mercedes-Benz winter event. Now at your Mercedes-Benz dealer. Mercedes-Benz, the best or nothing.